the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. The Wall Street Business Network presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finances, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800 516 1220. So call in, we'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Joining me now, he typically joins me Thursday mornings at 7.33, but today he's coming in because... It's a little under the weather yesterday, not because of the stock market, um, but because of the actual weather. Chris, how are you? Good, Rob. How are you doing today? Doing well. Um, tech editor with the street.com. That must be a pretty fun job. Yeah, I, I get to see and meet a lot of new people and see a lot of cool new products. You know, I constantly travel out to, to Silicon Valley. So, yeah, I mean, I love it, you know, and, and it's definitely something that, you know, is definitely rewarding and really enjoyable. At the TV station that I work at, we have a tech reporter, a guy named Gabriel Slate, and he always has the coolest gadgets because everyone's trying to send him gadgets that he'll talk about on TV, I suppose. Um, is there a little bit of that happening in your world, or, or because you do the business side of it so much, not so much on the gadgets? No, I have my fair share of gadgets. Currently, I have sitting on my desk a Samsung uh, Gear smartwatch that I have to review, and I have a couple other things sitting in my apartment that, you know, I have to get to. But, yeah, I get stuff constantly pitched, um, you know, and sometimes I'll take a look at it, sometimes I won't, depending upon my schedule. But, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's that's definitely the, the fun part of the job, uh, you know, not just writing and talking to people, but actually playing with the stuff, too. How often do you get to interact with, um, uh, now I'm dropping his name, <laughs> the, the street.com? Uh, Jim Kramer. How often does Kramer come to the offices? Jim is in the office every day. Uh, I get into the office, you know, about quarter after seven my time, um, and Jim is either just getting in or he's been in for a few minutes. Um, so Jim's here every day, and then he'll go over to CNBC, you know, for a little bit, and then he comes back here to shoot some videos and to do some more writing. And then later on in the day, he goes over to CNBC to film Mad Money um, and, you know, whatever whatever other needs he has over there. But, yeah, Jim's here every day. Is he fun to work with? Because he's one of those personalities that's pretty alpha. Jim is very, very intense. Jim um, knows what he wants, and, and you know, uh, you know, it, the job is rewarding because of that. Okay. I don't have too much, you know, day-to-day interaction with him. Okay. Um, but, you know, Jim, Jim is 
Jim is great because he's a, a source of knowledge um, and he helps you look at things, you know, maybe in a way that, you know, maybe you wouldn't look at it. And, you know, Jim, I can't say enough, you know, about working with Jim. He's kind of an interesting figure. He's definitely a trailblazer in financial media. I'm speaking with Chris Siaccia, the tech editor for thestreet.com. Great site, great content, lots and lots to think about that helps give perspective on investing. Uh, you recently penned an article on Netflix. Um, let's talk a little Netflix. During the big sell-off this week, I looked at it. And I was like, is now the time to buy? Um, you know, I, I think, you know, in terms of the, the stock performance, yeah. I think 2016 is probably going to be a little bit of a rough year um, for Netflix just because – you know they've already said that they you know they're going to roll out you know in you know 130 countries on top of what they're already in so i think that's a little bit of you know baked into the stock um so you know as long as they continue hitting their international subscriber numbers you know the stock may outperform like the S&P or the Nasdaq but i don't think you're going to see another year of growth you know where you had last year where it was up you know 100% or so um, you know, I think that, you know, I, I just don't think, you know, the broader equity markets and, you know, what's going on in the world right now will allow for, for that kind of for move for Netflix. Now, Netflix, though, as on their own, um, it looks like the U.S. subscribers just mathematically have to slow down. But the international subscribers should have years of, you know, kind of sexy statistics tied towards them. Um, am I summing that up correctly? Yeah, and, and Netflix kind of hinted at that. Um, you know, when they reported results earlier this week, they said, you know, getting subscribers in the U.S. is going to be harder going forward. And, you know, the numbers for the first for the fourth quarter um, actually missed, you know, Wall Street estimates, you know, by a little bit. Um, they still say that they're confident, you know, that they can get between 60 and 90 million subscribers in the U.S., which, you know, is a, a wide range. I mean, it's not like, you know, you can you, you can fit a, a 18 wheeler through that that range. Um, so, you know, right now they're at around 44, 45 million in the U.S. So we'll see, you know, whether they whether they can get to, you know, that midpoint, which is, you know, roughly, you know, 70, 70 to 75 million in the U.S. Um, but you're right, international is where the growth is, and, and they've kind of, you know, really positioned themselves really well because they now make most of, most of if not all, of their shows available globally, um, you know, at the same time. And a lot of the programming is doing well. Um, you know, shows like House of Cards does well in Germany. They said that the Bill Murray Christmas special did well in Japan. Um, so things that you wouldn't ordinarily think would do well in, you know, foreign markets because maybe they're not, um, you know, based in those languages, you know, they seem to be doing well, at least according to their, their statistics. Changing gears ever so slightly, the pricing at Netflix. Um, I'm at the point where I just don't care. I just want Netflix. And the whole idea of high definition or standard definition or they're going to confuse me a little bit on that. What is the pricing? Have you figured that out? <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're starting to get to the point where they're having more than one option. And I've always been of the mindset that too many options, you know, is never a good thing. So if you're a new subscriber for Netflix, if you're just, you know, going to subscribe for Netflix today, you're going to wind up paying about 10 bucks a month, okay. um, you know, if you want the best quality. You know, they've had people grandfathered in who were paying $8 a month, um, and then, you know, once the grandfathering period ends, which, you know, starts to happen in, in the second and third quarters, they'll get moved up to 10 bucks. But if you want to keep a lower tier, like a DVD quality, um, 
you know, version of, of, of Netflix as opposed to high definition, you can still pay $8. But, you know, I think most people for the extra two bucks are probably – there's not going to be a whole heck of a lot of difference. And when you consider the fact that HBO is $15 a month, you know, I think Netflix has probably a lot of room to, to increase prices over the next couple of years, which should be beneficial for, for the company and its investors, you know, in the long run. Do you think Netflix ever goes to any sort of live content? Because, like, the street does a lot of live content, a lot of video content, and it could, in theory, roll into a subscriber kind of premium situation, and Netflix would be good at delivering it. You know, they've, they've talked about that. You know, I can I can see them doing it. You know, they've got the, the technical capabilities um, to do, you know, live streaming or things like that. I don't think they're ever going to do anything um, – you know, as it relates to sports, you know, um, their uh, chief content officer kind of talked about that and kind of downplayed that. But maybe something with news or something like, a, you know, some kind of big event, you know, maybe they could do something around that. They kind of hinted at that. But, you know, I don't see it, you know, within the next 12 to 18 months. Um, but, you know, the the pace of technology is changing so fast. You know, I could be wrong um, you know, six months from now, just because Hastings, Reed Hastings, the CEO, and his team decided that, you know, they really need to, to get into the live space because that's where uh, people are looking for. But as far as sports are concerned, I, I don't see that happening with Netflix. We've got about 30 seconds left. Give me a little bit on the whole Steven Spielberg um, controversy with Star Wars. So, make a long story short, Disney decided to kick back Star Wars Episode Eight to uh, December 2017, which puts it direct in competition with Steven Spielberg's next block, expected blockbuster hit, which is Ready Player One. So I have a feeling that ultimately Spielberg and uh, Warner Brothers, who's producing and distributing the movie, will probably move from that time spot and let Star Wars have its week. Yeah, doing the Christmas release for Star Wars makes sense with all the toys. So Disney's not stupid. Thanks for the call. That is Chris Siaccia, the Street.com tech editor. You can find him at Street.com. That's the Street.com. You can find me at RobBlackShow.com. That's RobBlackShow.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.